your worth is not in your body, is not in your work, is not in how other people see you. It's more in yourself. And the only person who can define your worth and how you feel about yourself is you. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. To help Ukrainians, we need to break the stereotypes. Because Ukraine is not a former Soviet country, nor Chernobyl, the new generation of Ukrainians today have unlimited potential. This podcast is to break the stereotypes about Ukrainians and show the greatness of Ukraine to the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. I couldn't return to Kyiv because of the pandemic, so this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine and thank you all so much for the support. More than 140 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev to students from the Flex program, Ukraine Global Scholars. Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. And, but not only them, this project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 100 in France and Switzerland, top 60 in the United Kingdom and Japan, top 50 in Austria, Germany, and Canada, top 25 on Apple Russia, top 15 in Belarus, Poland, and Australia, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, South Korea, and many other places. Because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. And go check out the new Telegram channel, Kiev Future, where you'll listen to interesting weekly workshops to help you upgrade your skills. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people. And this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Elizaveta Kim. Elizabeth is a 
Flex alumna 2017-2018 in Texas, United States. She volunteered over 150 hours, made over 20 presentations about Ukraine, and organized a World Window event to tell about cultures of six countries and raise donations for homeless people. She is also an alumna of the Ukrainian Leadership Academy, ULA, an alumna of the Ukrainian Social Academy, and she was an event organizer of networking for NGOs in urban space to boost cooperation between NGOs and organize Around the World in Five Hours event to educate Ukrainians on cultures of five countries and to help three social businesses. Elizabeth is also the co-founder of the NGO Hurry Up Ukraine, a community of active Ukrainians raising awareness about various important projects right now. She is a governmental Korean scholarship recipient studying public administration at Korea University. She is a book lover and a very active person involved in her community. Elizabeth loves cacao, the sea, and traveling. Elizabeth, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you for inviting me, and I will try to be as genuine and open as possible. Thank you very much. So now I will begin then with a question, which is, what is something that you love that makes you feel really alive? When you do it, you just enjoy yourself so much that it fills you with the right energy to return, be active, study hard, and change the world. Uh, I love traveling. It sorts of puts your mind out of general problems, and it shows you the world. It shows you new people, new opinions, and it really shows everyone from a different perspective. So when you go back to your work, you're able to reflect and to create different ideas that are going to be based not only on your experience, but also on experience of other people. Thank you very much. So if I understood you correctly, when you travel, you experience new places, new ideas, new people from different backgrounds. And as is scientifically proven, that people from diverse backgrounds have different perspectives, which allows for more creativity within teams, well, to you being exposed to those fresh perspectives gives you ammunition and resources to think and come up with new ideas that will be innovative ways to make the change you wish to create in the world. Did I understand correctly? Yeah, that's totally right. And that's actually a reason why I'm studying abroad now. And uh, it's also a reason why I've been traveling so much and doing so many projects and just being involved in international community. Wonderful. And when did this begin? Because often there are two types of people who would come to this kind of attitude. Either people who experience at first a period of no new, fresh perspectives, and then maybe they traveled for the first time or met a person from a different background, and then they thought, wow, I was missing so much, and that motivated them to be open and explore the world in search of fresh ideas and new perspectives. Or 
someone who is highly curious from childhood, who's always curious about new things, maybe breaking down the clock and the toys to see what's happening, how does it work? And therefore, that's another kind of person who has this attitude, which one is you or maybe it's different? And when was the moment that you really fell in love with travel? Uh, I actually grew out in a little village. So I was always been hungry for new experiences and new people. And I think it was when I turned 15, then I started to travel in Ukraine by myself and also to take part uh, of projects from different NGOs. And that's when I realized that there is so many different opinions in the world and that you can do so many things. Uh, because I think when I lived in a village, I was kind of limited and I didn't see much. And even when I went to local library, most of the books that I could read for my age group, I already read like a few times. I understand. So it's the hunger for knowledge and experience. Is it more about creativity and coming up with new ideas? Or is it more about developing yourself and learning? Uh, I think it's a mixture of both for me. Uh, if I see my world as a box, uh, I see my consciousness this way. And then when I travel and when I read, then I'm able to get out of this box and explore more. And then when I work on my ideas, then they're not going to be based just on my experience. And I think that's what's really interesting about life, because if we only could be in our uh, consciousness, that would be really boring and we would not experience much of a change. I like that very much. Tell me about that box when you see it. What do you see? Because you're speaking as a highly kinesthetic person, which makes me think that you really like sensations that are good. Maybe that's why you love the sea and you like cacao and things like that. I even imagine that when you read a book, you don't only see images or if at all, but you feel the emotions and as if your body is moving in the different scenarios and scenes. And maybe you also like some kind of active activity like walking, uh, hiking, walking in nature, or doing yoga, etc. Tell me if this is correct. Yeah, you're completely right. And if I'm imagining my consciousness as a box, um, then for some reason it will be furry and it would have a lot of windows. Uh, also, it would have different colors, and one of the colors is for sure yellow, because for me it represents. Um, openness to other ideas and people and also positivity and another color would be green because i really love nature and also blue because i'm just an ocean person i love everything about ocean so uh, about movement i really love running because it's intense this is wonderful so tell me more you are there in the box and you want to go out and the box is free and there is yellow because it's open-mindedness. There is green because nature. There is blue because you're an ocean person. And well, it seems so perfect. Why do you need to get out of it, uh, that box? Uh, I don't think any box can be perfect. 
uh, and I don't think uh, any human being can ever be perfect. And that's actually an amazing thing in life because you always you can be perfect in your own ways because you have negative sides, you have uh, some of the mistakes maybe you're making in everyday life, but it's not really making your box looking worse. And also, it's sort of when you talk to a person, then this boxes collapse and you kind of create an own universe. I love that. So when you speak with someone, your boxes collapse and you create your own universe. Tell me about that. How different new boxes or new universes happen? How do they look? Are they always like in the end something positive? Or are there people that if the box collapses with, you don't like the experience, so you run away? Or how does it go? This is really cool. I would say uh, I mostly connect to people that I feel like we have something in common, but I also connect to people that are completely different in worldview than I am because I'm really interested in exploring how different ideas in a human brain work and uh, how, for example, our past experience influences it. Uh, and I would say every box looks really, really different. And that's one of the reasons why I like to be in international community so much, because I've, I see walls of a box as our cultural differences, something we've been taught from kindergarten and then when you go out from that when you're able to talk from people from different cultures uh you're actually able to get out even more out of that i like that so tell me tell me this is beautifully metaphorical so nice so when the, you create your own world with people who have different boxes and the walls are the cultural uh, imprints or limitations you said you go out of that that, where do you meet them? So you don't meet them inside the box? Do you meet them in between boxes? Is there a new box that is created? Or when you go out, you find there is a new universe and world created? Or what happens there? Because you said specifically, when you go out of that box, when meeting new people, then your walls, you can go out of them even more. Well, it means you're not meeting them inside your box. Do you go inside their box or where does it happen? I imagine it as a creation of a new universe uh, when you respect each other, each other's opinions, and you just kind of become one, but you can't meet other person in your box because you still need to have your own opinions and your own boundaries. Uh, so yeah, I actually imagine it as a blue and really colorful universe. I notice blue is a recurring theme for you. That's really wonderful. Okay, you said explore. Well, in this metaphor of you having boxes and them having their boxes and you're part of in the international community or in other places, and when you meet someone from a different background, you create a new blue universe. How is that related to you using exploration when you said explore you said it was so much emotion it means it's something important so how does it work within this metaphor 
Uh, I see the world as a constant moving, as a constant changes of ideas within yourself. Uh, and I think that's actually what I'm scared of, just to be stuck to one opinion or one idea and to live with this idea your whole life and not being able to reflect more. And exploring for me is also a lot about thinking and learning new stuff. Uh, because I feel like if you don't change something in your current moment, then everything just gonna keep repeating in your life how for example how it's been from your childhood your actions and just your life in general but if you reflect and if you create new systems of life then your life can be different it can be everything you can ever imagine and i think that's a really exciting things about life i like that so if i understood you correctly if you don't explore, your life will keep on repeating the same ideas, the same patterns, etc. And that is boring. And what is exciting is to discover new ideas and new ways in order to create new systems for your life. And you discover new ways of being that are better. And that discovery is exciting. And the ability to develop and evolve is exciting, correct? Yes, you're right. Well, what is the difference between world and the box? Because it seems to me you're using them as two different things, and some people might not realize this when hearing you. So what is the difference between the world, between the world you create with people, and between the boxes? Uh, for me, it has a huge difference because world is something huge, something you can never understand and you can never learn any everything about world and also each human being has such an own way of looking at the world so i don't think world is something you can define or put into words whether with your box you can actually choose your values and um, you can just go from a point from your box and you can explain stuff and understand some stuff about yourself but you can't really do this about world thank you so we cannot know everything about the world but the box where you have your values your ideas etc you can go out of it to learn about other people's boxes and to share what is in your box and your box is not the world it's just your own limited perspective in that moment and if you don't keep on develop it Develop, developing it, it will be limited, correct? Yes, for me, it's correct. Thank you. And I like when you said, for me, it's correct, which is you saying your own perspective and not trying to have absolutes in thought because the world is unknowable in that sense. There is only our own limited understanding. But I have then another question. The walls, you said those are from our culture. But then you said that we create, uh, we have our own values in our uh, boxes. What is the difference in the box between the values and between what society or the culture ingrained in us? Mm, there is a difference for me, of course. Uh, it's connected together, your values and how you view this world. But uh, your values are more personal. 
uh, they can't be like ones that everyone else have. They come from what you're thankful for or maybe from your past experiences. When a culture, uh, of course, it can, it can develop in your viewpoint in a different way. But I kind of have this opinion because when I was in international community and now in Korea, I found it a really good place to solidify who I am and to explore my own identity and actually explore the ways the ways how I process culture. Um, yeah. I have so many questions, but I'll ask two. One, how do you explore your identity within this if you are in the box or is it different than the box, etc.? Just this, this is enough. How do you explore your identity within this metaphor? Mm, actually, a uh, question of my identity was really hard for me because uh, my mother is Russian, for example, and my father is Korean. Uh, but I grew up in Ukraine and in a place where I was born, uh, everyone was telling me that I can't be Ukrainian. Um, but now I'm Ukrainian not by blood, but by choice. And um, I think it's sort of being an ex not existential, but identity crisis for, I don't know, maybe 13 years. And I think for right now, because of my age also, I don't really have um, a full identity of myself that I can understand. And I also think that I'm never going to be able to have it in my life because it's constantly changing and um, my identity is not only what I work for or what I'm studying or what I believe in. I kind of feel like it has a lot of feelings into it uh, and we can never also know 100% our identity, but that's uh, from a viewpoint how I understand the word identity. Maybe it can be different for different people. Thank you. So identity is different, has different meanings for different people, and it's constantly evolving, especially if we open our box to learn more about others, because new ideas can shape the content of our identity, correct? Yes, correct. That's how I view it. And I notice another thing. I like it. You're using nonviolent communication. I don't know whether you learned it a lot or not, but that's how you speak, which is not in absolutes, but in saying things that people cannot be offended by or argue with when you say, that's how I view it. Not that's not how that is the truth, you know? So I remember I saw a comedian, he's American, and it was supposed to be a joke, but since I'm also like mixed of different places, he was saying his father is Japanese, his mother was uh, American white. And what he said, each culture thinks you're more of the other one. So the Japanese side, they think he's more white. And the white side, they're like, oh, you're totally Asian, I mean, <laughs> etc. So he said, uh, so I embrace that I won't fit with any, and therefore I'll be my own thing. That's, I don't know if you have a comment on this. And you mentioned men multiple times, our past experience will affect how we become, our, our patterns, etc. How does that process work? Because you mentioned about the culture how it creates the walls of the box 
You mentioned our values, which is we discover for ourselves identity, which is something we're always constantly learning. Well, our past experience, what is the role of it within the box and this metaphor? Uh, about the comedian, I actually have the same experience as him. And also I'm using this kind of language because I'm, I really respect other people's opinions. And I just kind of see the world as millions, hundreds of worldviews, and none of them is entirely correct, or non-opinion can be correct because we actually don't know a lot of things about the world. So when it's the different opinions like this together, it actually creates an amazing uh, field on communication, just exploring each other. And um, what about past experiences? Uh, well, I found that past experiences can uh, hurt you in some ways, or it also can um, give you inspiration. And I think that in a lot of cases, you're actually consciously not realizing how your past may, experience, may affect your future or your moment for right now. And also, if you put it in easier perspective. For example, if you experienced a lot of negative things in the past, then it's really hard for you to create a positive picture of future because you only experience negative. So when in the present moment you're thinking of future uh, in a negative perspective, then this future most likely to be negative in my opinion. Uh, it's kind of like manifesting partially. Uh, yeah, it's actually one of the reasons uh, why uh, I'm on therapy and why I'm really advising everyone to go to therapy. Thank you. In psychology, that is called world creation, or some people will call it a self-fulfilling prophecy. And about this, then I recommend to you to check out the book by Marshall Rosenberg. It's called Nonviolent Communication, A Language of Life. And you will find many ideas that agree with you and you agree with them. And I believe in my own now perception of you that you're highly kinesthetic, which means most people who are kinesthetic live really in the moment they're more present oriented rather than future or past. It doesn't mean you don't think about the future or the past. So to you, are you someone who's lost in thought a lot? Or are you someone who likes, if you go running or take a walk, to listen to what is happening, to feel your body and the sensations, to feel the sun on your skin, the breeze, to just try to be as present and fully embodied as possible? or that is just one of your language ways to speak in a kinesthetic language rather than visual or auditory, but you live in the future or in the past? Um, my whole life, actually, I always lived in the future. I wasn't able to enjoy the present moment. I was always planning. Uh, when I was doing one project or sitting on a lecture, I was thinking another project. But in this year, there's been a moment when I went hiking with my friends. And that was the first time when I could be in the actual moment and enjoy the view and the mountains. And I realized that I need to do it more often because that's what life is about. Because if I look at my past, 
I wish I was more present in a lot of experiences so I could remember and just touch it more. So uh, for now, uh, being in the moment for me is a big effort <laughs> because uh, my mind can be really messy and I can experience a lot of thoughts at the same time. Uh, so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm also, I do meditation for this, yoga, and that's some things that I put on my schedule actually. I like that. I relate to it. And to ask specifically, when communicating, making a presentation or writing something, since you have too many thoughts on your mind, how do you organize them so that people will understand? I actually like to do lists a lot or uh, use Google Excel and everything. So I basically first write my ideas and then I try to uh, put them in an order and then make them smaller. <laughs> so that's how I usually do it. But I think there's also an aspect of uh, me looking into the audience and how can I show to them different points in the way that they can understand and that would be interesting to them. Thank you. And since you're a highly thinking person who's becoming more present and, you know, shutting off the noise of the brain, that is something very, very important. And to ask you, do you believe in intuition? And if so, what is the role of it in your box, in your life, etc.? I have mixed use about intuition. I never believed in it, but then I read a book uh, about brain, and it basically said that intuition is something that we have already in our brain and in our memory, and our brain just puts, puts us a piece of information when we need it, but we don't really have it in the memories that we're conscious of. So in this way, I believe in it, uh, especially because it helped me so much during studying. Sometimes in the math class, I would not know the answer, but I would just randomly have something on my thought and I would just tell it to the teacher and she would be like, yeah, that's correct. I like that. I can relate to it a lot. And actually, there was um, a math genius from India, I remember I saw a movie about him. I forgot his name, but what I remember is that he always had the answers, but he didn't have in math how to explain them. So then people after his death, they spent a lot, a lot long time trying to prove them until they proved them. And they asked him what, how did it happen? He said, the gods tell me the answer. <laughs> so in many ways, that is you being like a little math genius, etc. I want to ask you now about the ocean. I assume, okay, first, was your village near the ocean or not? Uh, it was 30 minutes from the ocean, but because my parents were always busy, uh, I would visit ocean only one time a year. What is special to you about the ocean? Uh, I discovered it a few years ago, and uh, it's not only about the ocean, it's also about rivers and water in general. It brings my mind um, a lot of calmness and also it kind of helps my brain to think um, straightly and how is that already being calm and also being the moment and I just enjoy looking at the ocean uh, that's what brings me a lot of energy in life and I actually read a book it's called silence in the age of noise and after that book, 
I realized why I enjoy looking at the ocean or why I need my quiet time before talking to people. And why is that? And also add whether you're introvert or extrovert. Uh, I'm an introvert, uh, but uh, about the ocean, uh, why my thoughts flow, flow more easily. Uh, I heard a quote recently. It says, um, in the city, you never know where is your thoughts and where are thoughts of other people. And in the nature, everything is easy and you always know where uh, truly you is. Uh, I don't really know how to explain rationally this thought, but I just feel it by myself. Thank you. Actually, there is a book by Desmond Morris called The Human Zoo, where he is actually arguing that we belong and we have our psychological well-being in nature, and that similar to animals in the zoo that become depressed, humans in the human zoos of cities, we built our own zoos, and then we wonder why we're depressed, but it's because we lost our connection with nature and we need to return more and more to it because our body, our brain, our vision, our senses are made and need necessarily to connection with nature. I don't know what is your comment on this, as well as when you look within your box, tell me about the yellow, tell me about the green, tell me about the blue. Are they like shapes in there? Are they things that are in this color or how do they belong if you will describe it more as it's a furry box so i don't know where they will fit in and how big is the box is it near you and around you is it really big and huge what is going on there um, my box is really small <laughs> uh, being practical so i can take it anywhere when i want to go in the world uh, but it's also really flexible and about yellow color uh, it's about sunshine i really enjoy sun and my mood actually changes a lot with the sunny weather uh, it's also a little bit about fields um, because my parents were farmers and as you can see in the ukrainian flag we have a yellow part and one of the reasons they say it's because it represents fields and fields almost the same as ocean for me they just represent freedom and um, calmness also uh, about green color uh, green for me is nature actually uh, and energy and uh, blue is <laughs> how i said it's about being calm and for some reason it's also about ice tell me about these what they mean to you freedom energy and calmness I feel like it's essential feelings in my life and that's what drives me and when I lose one of them it's harder for me to function. Uh, about calmness, uh, that's how I enjoy life because in the moments uh, in the, my past when I didn't even know what being calm is, uh, I could never really experience present moment or a big way of joy. And uh, I also said about freedom, that's freedom in traveling whenever you want, and also in freedom of thoughts or being able to get out of social stereotypes and uh, actually go out from them, question them. Uh, actually, this is what 
brought me the most joy in changing my life is not following what society always says. And uh, energy is because nothing else <laughs> is really possible if you don't have energy. And I use it for most mental and physical energy. Thank you. And tell me then about the stereotypes and the boxes, because when you said they go out of their st of the stereotypes and question them, it sounded like they are a box as well. And the people, maybe it's not the real box. People are imagining there is a box that is not the truthful box, or maybe it's an old version of a box that they didn't update yet. Or what is going on there? Uh, to put it an example, uh, I didn't go to university right away my school. I did a lot of other things. Uh, it's actually been quite confusing. And some people, they told me, like, why are you doing this? Don't you feel left out and everything? But when I finished school, I just asked myself, why do I need to go straight to university when I want to do another things? And I also asked this people who were around me who were kind of forcing me to go to university. I was just like, why? Who said this? They're like, because you need to do it in order to succeed. But you don't really know. And there's a lot of people who went the other way. And there are just a lot of different options. And I think the view like this in university, uh, it puts pressure on you because other people tell you stuff. But if you really question why, there is a concept when you question five times, why, 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 and I do it often, then you come to your truly self, and then you start living not for approval of others, but for yourself. Thank you. And this is actually a perfect moment to ask you, from your experiences about the worlds you create with other people, and what you understand about their boxes, what is some really good piece of advice from your heart that will be beneficial if people adapted and adopted and used in order to have a better life that you think should be shared and will be very beneficial? I actually uh, had a conversation with my friend a few days ago and um, I have certain insecurities about my body. Uh, yeah, I know it's also a social concept, but I still have them sometimes. And he said that uh, your worst is not in your body, is not in your work, is not in how other people see you. It's more in yourself. And the only person who can define your words and how you feel about yourself is you. That is very good. And these days, what book are you reading? I'm reading A New Earth. Uh, it's actually a really reflective book. Uh, it's about ego in humanity, not about ego as we usually think of it, but as ego as our self-esteem, as we all have it. And it explores the idea of it and how it affects everyday people. And it's reflective because it just gives a lot of examples from real life. And from people who all also read it, they said it's changed their life to a completely new perspective. And for me, uh, even though I read like maybe 40%, it's already helped to see uh, how certain of my my certain choices were inf influenced by my ego and how me changing and being conscious of my ego can change my life. Thank you. And did you read The Power of Now? Oh, uh, no. 
I think it's better to begin with the power of now and then move to a new earth, you know, Eckhart Tolle. So that's actually really wonderful. And to ask you another thing, do you like music? Did you play music of any kind? Or are you more involved in intellectual pursuits as well as physical present minded pursuits and not so much artistic or musical pursuits? I actually played piano when I was a kid, uh, even though I didn't really enjoy it in the moment, but now I'm able to feel music more. Actually, one of the one of my dreams now uh, in coronavirus times is to go and experience opera again and symphonies. And I feel music. I feel like any kind of art. It shows how people feel their emotion. It's sort of shapes uh, your pain and your happiness and everything that you can't explain into words and it passes into some form for example music to other people and then other people can relate to it and that's kind of in the world we don't feel alone and it feels like through music and through any kind of art it feels like someone already going what you're going through so it's easier for you because you know you're going to be able to survive thank you so what i heard is this that people feel an emotion or artists and musicians they share those emotions through their art and people who are feeling similar or have felt similar will get that emotion as well and then they will feel less alone because, wow, this person is feeling the same as me, and therefore it renews their hope because they feel someone else has gone through or is going through what they're going through, so it's more normalized, correct? Uh, yeah, I feel like it creates a sense of community in your head, even though you don't talk to this person. Um, yeah, it creates a sense of community, and it's really important just in human survival. I love it. How does how is community created when it comes to boxes? Uh, it's just the same um, centimeters of boxes that are connected together, and the centimeters of boxes they can help each other out, and also maybe see the world the same way, and also move towards the same point and see the same problems in the world. For example, how it happens a lot with NGOs. Uh, you all see a certain problem and then you get inspired and you have a fire in your box, maybe like in your heart. And then you all move toward this point. You help each other uh, just by emotional support and by showing other aspects of your boxes to each other, um, therefore developing ideas better. And yeah, that's how you move and support each other in society, in my opinion. I love that. So in before you said you go out of your box and the other person too, and you create a new world that is blue. Well, now you said the centimeter of boxes are connected. There is fire in, there, in them that can happen and they can show different sides of the boxes to each other, create new ideas and move the boxes together towards the same goal or direction. Is this correct? Yes, that's right. And how is that created? Imagine you want to create a community and you explain it in terms of boxes. What do you do first? What do you do second? 
what is your goal between when there are boxes that are not connected in order to connect them? And what do you do or what is needed for boxes to fire up? Uh, first, I define uh, problems that I'm solving or ideas that I have to myself and trying to reflect on it and fully understand it. And then I just show it to the people, show it to the world. Uh, I'm not really sure that showing people like bad points or good points or trying to motivate people when they're not motivated towards idea in the beginning uh, is my style. I feel my style is more just putting it out in the world and uh, connect people in this way because I from my experience when I did this people got really supportive and also inspired. Thank you. And then I will relate it to Seth Godin's idea that actually you're not convincing or persuading anyone. Your first goal is to find your tribe or boxes that agree with you already. And therefore, when you find them by sharing your idea, they'll be like, wow, I think that too. And that's why you support each other. It's not someone with a different opinion or who don't care about the problem. You cannot fire them up. That is his own box and his own <laughs> thought. What is your perspective on this? Uh, I would say I'm trying to uh, also connect the people that don't support idea, but it's further when I already have my own community a little bit. Uh, and I also think that having a person that wasn't interested in idea in the beginning in your team is really beneficial because you're able to see it from such a new perspective or even not having in your team. But for example, if the person totally disagrees with you, it's really important to listen to their opinions because then you can create your statement in the way that can touch more people and that can explain your idea to more people. I love it. It reminds me of Eli Goldratt's theory of constraint when it comes to planning where he says, go to your critical mother, <laughs> tell her <laughs> to tell you all the problems about the plan and then make sure to fix them before you begin so that you know your plan is solid. And so <laughs> I guess you're having similar thoughts as he recommends, and that's really cool. If you have any comments, please share, as well as what can you share about your projects, what you're working on, and if people, you know, their boxes are open, can be fired up right now. <laughs> Maybe you can share about the best way to communicate with you or to find about your projects and to send messages and connect. Uh, I actually really, really open for communication and I'm always able to have deep conversations with people from all around the world. So basically, if you want to contact me, you can just uh, go to my Instagram page, Facebook or LinkedIn. You can send me a meme or a book or a certain idea. And then from there, we can connect more. Uh, and I'm not really the person who usually shares um, the work that I'm doing. Uh, usually it's my teammates who are doing that. Uh, but in general, if you talk to me more uh, as a person, I'm usually show what I'm working on or what I think on. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure, Elizabeth, my privilege. And I really enjoyed this. And I wish you a great night there. <laughs> Thank you so much. I enjoyed it too.